excited to welcome Robert Cunningham to the Dad Bod Pod. It's super fun to have you here. Mm. We're, you know, we're just glad to have you, but we're also glad that you're not going to be a tease anymore. Um, we've been waiting for this for a little while. <laughs> we we had one lined up. It looks like Robert was locked in. We even had listener questions submitted, and mm. here we are a month later. But you know what? A month later is not too late. So, um, thanks. We want to do something a little bit different with today's pod, and that we've not done a great job of, uh, I don't know, just getting some fun bio information mm. on the folks who've been coming in. We kind of cut that short a little bit too too often, I think, and so it'd be fun to ask you a few more questions about that. Exactly. I like that. So I like that. No pressure, but give us the best bio that we've ever mm, had. The on best bio we've ever had. Okay, I, I do want to apologize for the uh, false promises of prior pod appearances. Uh, although I, I I never fully committed any of those times, I said I think I can make it. So to uh, tease. tease, tease is the right te- word. Tease. Probably appropriate. Important um, distinction. Cody's the lawyer, but I like what <laughs> Cody, he did Cody there with the Cody can definitely words. help us figure that out uh, in between classes. So, Speaking of, Cody, we'd love to have you. Haven't heard any word on whether you mm, listened to the pod. I yeah. did invite Cody today multiple times. Did Told he respond? He is tied up until four. Oh, Literally, yeah. I don't know. Tied we up. We don't know. Should we go rescue Cody? Wow. Should we go rescue Cody is Doubtful. the question. We're going to yeah. call him later on the pod. So... That being the case, let's go into bio mode here. Uh, so I'm Robert, and I'm honored to be on the pod uh, after many months of listening avidly and learning a lot along the way. I am from Georgia, Macon, Georgia, in the center of the state, born and raised, and went to Auburn University. That's where I met my wife, uh, who shall remain nameless on the pod. Um, I Let's see here. One one factoid for my bio that's helpful is that I actually tried to walk on to the football team at Auburn University. Um, most people assume that when they meet me in, in person. They look at my stature and think, you probably played D1 football. And I usually am like, no, 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 I didn't actually. I tried, but I didn't. And uh, there's a lot to my story in terms of that attempt. Uh, and I can gladly go there if we need to go there today but that certainly is is one integral piece of my life uh, that you know speaks to my involvement in fantasy football for sure at some level it also speaks to my deeper knowledge of college football uh, as opposed to the NFL which thankfully this league is is enhancing my NFL knowledge and on a week-to-week love basis, of basis Cameron Artis Payne inexplicable love of Cameron Cameron Artis Payne who is my one roster move was was the uh, the challenge of, of letting go of is, cap as they call him at Auburn. I uh, played at Auburn, uh, and toward the end of the draft that night, as we sat in this room, as I looked at the board, he was one of the few names that I recognized from you know my, my fanhood. Got it. And so I, I knew you know I'm gonna take a stab. Okay. Reach out for cap as they call him, and you know it took two weeks for me to realize. I don't know if this guy's employed, and I thought you know probably time to drop him. So, yeah. So that that's some of my bio. Sorry for the uh, the aside there. So after Auburn, uh, we spent some time in ministry at Auburn, and then we went to St. Louis, where I was in seminary for three years, and then after that we moved to Charlottesville. We have been here for about three and a half years. Moved here in May of 2015. And yeah, that's kind of the short and sweet. I have two kids, five-year-old, two-year-old. Keep life full and fun. And I'm glad to be on the pod. I love this. Could you tell us just a little bit more about what was it like growing up in Macon? And mm-hmm. what did you play in yes. high school football? <clears throat> yes. What was your position? Growing up in Macon, so I think when I say I'm from Macon, Georgia, most people picture like Mulberry and some tiny little village in Georgia that is populated by about 2,000 people. But Macon is probably about 100,000 people, I think. Mercer University is there, uh, which is coming a long way. They have a sports program that they are trying to build up. They beat Duke University in the March Madness tournament a couple years ago. And they have a football team as of about three years ago, I think. Um, 
So Macon, there's a decent amount going on, more than you would assume uh, when you hear the words if you're not from there. And I played wide receiver primarily in high school. And what was fun was, so our quarterback got a scholarship to Middle Tennessee State University. Again, not a popular school, but it is D1. And he could throw a football very hard. I remember uh, in a summer practice, I was running routes and he threw a ball and I was not wearing a shirt and I caught it and the nose of the ball hit me in the shoulder and I was bleeding a little bit from where it had hit me. I caught it, felt really proud of it. Uh, I was hoping it would leave a scar so I could tell the story, but it didn't. And anyway, it was fun. He was my best friend in high school. And so naturally I got a lot of looks as a receiver. And also what was abnormal in high school, this is so absurd, I'm talking about high school football, yikes. Um, I love it. We, were, we, we ran a four wide, uh, no huddle offense, which is rare. And we threw it about 30 something times a game. And so it was very fun statistically for me to get a lot of a lot of looks in high school so there you go so that being said i don't think i was crazy uh most people wouldn't be like you're a lunatic for trying to walk onto a football team if that makes sense i mean can you can you i mean you you said there's a lot to this story with the whole auburn walk-on thing what what i'm trying to dig more out of you but i don't want you to i don't want you to say more than you want to say <clears throat> yes uh, I think all I mean by that is a lot of my personality is embodied in the attempt of uh, a smaller human being trying to walk onto a D1 football team. A lot of commitment, a lot of drive, pretty down to go for things that probably are not going to happen. Uh, and I like trying to live that way. So I just, I just love that so much. Yeah, I feel it's only appropriate to share that I too tried to play collegiate sports, uh, mm. walked on at a D3 soccer program, Respect. didn't work out, so I ended up playing D2 club lacrosse. But Nice. And that was where? That was at Grove City College. That is awesome. I'm all about people trying things. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. Um, I got injured before the tryouts, so I was in like a walking boot for like two months over the summer and didn't really have a chance to come in healthy and in shape but it was fun to at least go out there and see what it would be like to be a part of the program so it's worth a shot always worth a shot and then lacrosse ended up being really fun i played that my sophomore through senior year and at grove city at grove city and at the club level like we were actually really competitive um and my head coach um, just went on to he's an assistant at Yale now and they just, they just won the national just championship hang on, club. so you would travel right yeah okay we went to St. Louis <laughs> there you go and did you ever like get to the championship or anything like that yeah so we went to nationals my senior year and I love it made it to the quarterfinals Liberty University <clears throat> just down the street here was yes. the program that ended my collegiate career in the quarterfinals okay. but Still have a lot of animosity stored up toward yeah, that. Yeah, just, just a little. Well, so they had a kid who ended up being like a an All-American at that level. Okay. And he applied to Grove City and got waitlisted, ended up going to Liberty. Mm. So we had two other All-Americans who were freshmen my senior year that came in at attack. And then he would have been a third one. So like Whoa. our starting lineup would have been insane nasty yeah instead he ends up going to liberty which also has a really good lacrosse program right. we play them in the quarterfinals he scores like three goals against us we lose by one mm-hmm. okay that it hurts it, it hurts still fresh but have you ever seen him since no and mm-hmm. then they they bumped up a level the okay. next year okay but yeah there, there's a lot of like oh man what would have what would it have looked like with him in yeah. our lineup instead of playing against mm-hmm. us and we went in as the 13 seed, upset the number five seed in the first round to get mm-hmm. to the quarterfinals, and then at one point we're leading eight to five, ended up losing like 11 to 10 or something okay. like that. So senior year was really sports. good. I'm always amazed at the amount of detail you're able to remember from sports, oh, either so in your personal funny. life or in like teams that you're a fan of. Totally. It's kind of absurd. I don't quite it's... know what's going on neurologically, but it is absurd. 
the amount of details that you can kind of just at will draw upon. What's what's the number one if, sports if you memory it. you have? <clears throat> Ooh, number one. That's hard to define, but as soon as you started talking, I thought about when I was eight years old, stayed up past my bedtime by myself, watched Francisco Cabrera get a base hit with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, Atlanta Braves versus the Pittsburgh Pirates in the playoffs. Uh, David Justice scores from third base. Sid Bream, slowest human being alive, scores from second base. Uh, Braves win, Braves win, Braves win. Very, very famous baseball scene. Uh, I remember being in my den with all the lights off, with the TV on very low. I'm not even sure if I was supposed to be awake and just jumping and like, like kind of silently screaming. And that, that is definitely one of my top ones because of the fact that it was kind of like I'm not supposed to be awake and the Braves had not been in the playoff. Or they had they had been the, pr- the prior year. They were just kind of turning into dynasty mode. And it's a sweet, sweet memory. I remember that. So that <laughs> that's more of a solitary memory. <laughs> I, I, have, I have many other <laughs> that are a lot more fun. I went to the 2010... Catherine and I went to the... Catherine, who shall not be named, uh, went... <laughs> To the 2010, <laughs> <laughs> to the 2010 uh, Auburn national championship game with yeah. uh, Cam slash Scam Newton yep. uh, winning the championship. That was a fun thing to be at to watch a team that That's you like amazing. win a championship. Yeah, that brave story is my favorite story to be shared on the pod. That's, oh, that's um, just that's super fun. <laughs> I love that. Yes, I yeah was a kind of a sports fanatic from early early on. Eight so years old. That's incredible. that was certainly something that fanned the flame for years to come. Um, let's jump to a fun fact. I, you're the only person in the league who has had another league member work for them. Mm. And I just want to know how much do you miss Cody working for you, or uh, or, or do you not? <clears throat> well, two things. One, my goal is for everyone to have worked for me at some point before it's all said and done. Um, just kidding. But seriously, though, Cody, it's a delicate question. I miss Cody dearly. He is one of my dear friends and was an incredible employee. And uh, he is going to do great things in the world. But I, I very much miss him. The frequent contact, that is. I'm very glad that he is a part of this league. Uh, as I think it has uh, allowed me to stay in touch with him. Uh, at a fun a fun level fun rate even though he's pretty swamped these days I mean he's a law school student and I hear the first year slash year and a half is pretty brutal and then on top of that he is now a father of Ford slash Crawford slash Crawfish and you know that's a lot going on and but we love the Fishers and try to see them as, as frequently as we can amid the chaos so Nothing but good things to say about Cody Fisher and loved beating the mess out of him as well <laughs> in fantasy football and getting to rename him. So it's just good. It's such a good name. <clears throat> Especially after that trade. After your trade, that, that just adds so much drama to your, your matchup. I think the big question for me is is he mm-hmm. gonna come on the pod? Is he gonna come on the do pod? You think I, on, do you think he'll come on the pod? I think he will. I think it may need to be the kind of thing where he is escorted from his home. To this place, does he know to actually that we, record it? We do away games because we have gone to other. We, oh, you houses. can actually. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. This, you can take the show on the road, had, as they we've say. Probably had as many away matches as. I see. Home. I wish I would have known this. I, I think. Oh, really? We may have been able to do this earlier if I'd known. I'm. Super I assume sorry. I didn't know what this setup would be. Yeah, we've talked about the setup on on a couple of podcasts. Zach, I think, was the most mm. notable commenter who just. This is just a USB mic. Plug yeah. it, plug it in. Let it be known, the pod can go anywhere. It can. And in the case of Seth... We can record at UVA Law, Cody. We will meet you after class. In at, class. In class. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, after class. After the students leave. In between. In the classroom. In the classroom. Okay. I, I feel good about it now. I mean, the versatility of the pod plus Cody should happen. Speaking a little bit more on that, because Matt brought up the trade, <clears throat> you know, there were some there were some jokes about collusion and just with some of the other trades that have happened. I don't think anybody looked at this trade and was like actually concerned about collusion or that you guys were trying to stack one team mm-hmm. versus the other. But at this point in time, your team was kind of tanking. Mm. 
Uh, Cody had some wide receivers coming on. And then you jokingly mentioned collusion, so people were a little bit sensitive at the time. <laughs> Is there anything about the trade that you just want to address about mm. your mindset or put put things to rest once and for all? I will uh, wholeheartedly go on the, on the record that there was no collusion. Um, I definitely feel like I was I was in desperation mode. Um, I I think it was. I can't remember if that was pre or in the midst of or post being shamed by Caleb on the pod, but I was certainly compelled to do something, uh, even if it was not going to work out for me. And so I, I know I went into that trade thinking, here are three players that I don't know that much about, and they've got to be better than this junk that I'm doing every week. <coughs> and to be, to be quite honest, the running back that I traded, Howard, uh, had done nothing for me in the prior weeks. And so I, I really, it was not, even though statistically, you know, the numbers, his rank on Yahoo beside his name, I was like, oh, he, he seems to be good. I was so not emotionally attached to him that it was kind of a no-brainer to just say, hey, here's more players <laughs> and more potential for some points. And so it was kind of, uh, it was not the most researched trade by me. Uh, I did consult a few of my friends who do not live here, uh, who have been doing fantasy way longer than me, I said, hey, here's a couple of things this guy's offering me. And they certainly gave me their opinions that helped me, you know, kind of actually click the check mm-hmm. and say I'm in. It's a tough so, moment. It is. To, it is. Well, it's, it's tough when it's not coming from Matt. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So You just hit reject on yeah. <laughs> immediately. I, I mean, can you, can you give me some clarifications? So obviously this trade went down... Cody, mm-hmm. it's very apparent to me that, and, and apparently the rest of the world too, that as soon as you get a trade from me, you just click reject. You don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. What went different with Cody's trade? How did he communicate with you such that you were enticed to mm. even think about it? I will say he sent or, me, he sent me a text. Is it just your, he sent your text. He sent me a text beforehand and said, hey, I have a lot of receivers. I can tell you don't have many good ones. Right. True statement. I knew yep. it. He said... I feel like, I believe this is, I feel like if I had a good running back, my team would be more complete and I could give you several receivers that might give you more kind of, you know, sporadic chance for points because Ridley had just put up like 30 or something. Yeah. And and when he was willing to throw in Kroll so that I wasn't just totally going down a back, right? that was when I thought, okay, I'm definitely interested in this. And from there it became kind of, who else can I get? I tried to get AJ Green, <laughs> uh, and that, you know, rightfully was rejected. And then Jordy Nelson was supplied, and based on my roster at that point and the lack of productivity from Crabtree and Baldwin, that felt like a great option. So mm-hmm. I went for it. Yeah, and I think in hindsight, you know, trade is definitely working out for you so far. So and far, just to make trade drink. And Travis nauseate. I'll talk about perceived value. <laughs> mm, I'm all about it. You know, Jordan Jordan Howard coming in. A lot of reasons to be high on him, but he hasn't performed this year. No. So, a couple weeks into the season, I completely understand feeling like you got to make a move, mm-hmm. and the lack of emotional attachment to that I think paid off for you. That's shocking to me. I think that the biggest thing inhibiting trades is people have this funny <clears throat> attachment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's hard to think. I mean, that's obviously what was at the heart of Aaron Rodgers for Mahomes, right? Yeah, it doesn't seem stable. There's a lot of emotion Actually, in that I, trade. I, that's not totally true. Partially. That's what I'm hearing. <clears throat> so I think that Rodgers will do well the rest of the season. I don't think he'll do as well as Mahomes. But reality is I needed to spread out I have more players. So it, who else did you get? It's better for me to have <clears throat> Rodgers, Keenan Allen, and Joe Mixon than just... Who else was in than, that trade, Than though? just A.B. and Mahomes. Was all of them in that trade? Yeah. Or all of them So those trade? five players. Plus a one-week rental of court. Forgot. Okay. I, yeah, that makes sense. I, I just... I, keep, I mean, I've had three people go on IR now. Mm-hmm. And so, 
I mean, obviously, I love Antonio Brown, but would I rather have two players who are pretty good rather than one awesome player? Mm-hmm. When I keep losing, guys? yeah, totally. It's just it's hard to keep up when you keep uh, getting people hurt. Understandable. So, and with my t- you know my first two drafted running backs going on IR, IR, it was a huge deal to get Joe Mixon. Yeah. And of, especially yeah, fun, to play, surrounding Joe Mixon. And fun to play. And fun to play Joe Mixon against uh, Seth. Seth. So there you go. That was a good little twist. I want to go back to because you mentioned it. Uh, some insights from the first Caleb's corner, mm. and he did come down on you pretty hard. It's hard to get back there. And, but we're going. We're we're yeah, gonna do it, yeah. and we're here for you in an empathetic way. Yes. As as we enter this territory. But working at a data-driven <clears throat> marketing agency, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes there's this sense that, you know, the numbers are the numbers. You just present it and the data doesn't lie. Truth. But there's also an element, it felt a little bit personal in the presentation of, you know, was he just presenting the numbers? Was he taking a little bit of glee? Mm. Kind of talking about, wow, like Robert, historically bad. And I think to get to get your sports background here, um, you know, it's, well, I felt it, it, for it's, sure. it's a little bit surprising. So one, how would you, how would you interpret that data? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about your approach to fantasy football at all, but I, I just want to revisit that first mm-hmm. Caleb's mm-hmm. corner because there has been some chatter about it. Absolutely. Um, so I remember listening to that segment and, uh, it immediately sent me into caring more about fantasy football, wow. and so I, I definitely and <laughs> the uh, the instantiation of that was I got online and looked at my record against everybody and tallied that up on this document, <laughs> and then I looked I saw I am currently two and two against Caleb, uh, with one of those wins being in the playoffs, uh, one and two against him regular season, one and zero oh in the playoffs, and that was helpful for me. Right immediately to say, okay, even though these stats are bad, 500 against Caleb with a playoff win feels like kind of 501. <laughs> um, and then it also it also helped me to think about, you know, I, I think what's hard about the way our league works is I, I had a season in college where I got into fantasy football for a couple of years, and then I took a hiatus until I was invited into this league, which was about an eight-year hiatus. And I remember I actually won a championship in that league, but those those stats are irrelevant. I get it. It's like Kurt Warner, you know, played Canadian football. You're in the NFL now. You know, you got to figure it out. And I, I do remember though thinking when I first got into this league, I think Travis may have got me in. I remember the draft was at Zach's house, and I didn't know that many people there. I had no idea what I was doing. I was texting my friend the whole time as I drafted my team. And you're right. There were several weeks that first year where I didn't check my team and I didn't start like enough players and I I got at the lowest point total ever and then there were and so that that first year it was like chalk it up it's bad and then yes commission in the house we're gonna take a time out time out don't do that let me finish this really quick so then the second year I remember the draft was at Seth's house and I showed up late because it was on an RUF night and oh, who was it drafted for me? Oh, I didn't even right. choose. I didn't choose it was him. A disaster. But he did. This guy, the commish, picked out S- somebody. And I'm, uh, why am I blanking on this? Um, Come on. Um, uh, it wasn't Philip. No, no. It was there was one. He's other awesome. Year I, that. It was one other replacement draft. Great guy. Yes. yes. Terrible drafter. E- either way. He will he not be named. You, I did. had Cam Newton as an early pick and uh, McCaffrey. About, uh, uh, Richard. Richard, 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 who is wonderful. But I remember I, I showed up and immediately felt like, okay, I'm I'm in the bottom half of the league yep. before I even started. Yep. And so the, those are my first two years. That is what it is. And so this year I feel like is my first year where it's all on me. I actually came to the draft on time. I actually did a little research beforehand. I knew what I was doing. And so I feel like I'm I'm trying to uh, have a little <laughs> I'm trying to have a little bit of a uh, a long term view here where I want to work on those percentages. But I, I do think Caleb for the shaming. I do think Caleb was 
looking for a scapegoat in that segment. You know, I think he was still kind of feeling the weight, as he still should be, of not actually carrying out his commitments yet to uh, do comedy in public as a punishment for being dead last in the league. And because of that, he was looking for a target, an easy one, which was me, and I get it. True, the the stats and the facts don't lie. Uh, but regardless, uh, it motivated me. And thankfully, since then, uh, I think Caleb and I are definitely at peace. I like Caleb's corner. Um, I hope to continue to pl- like perform in such a way where I'm not the butt of Caleb's corner. <laughs> uh, but I also enjoyed what it drove me to because it was fun to actually see my stats against everybody and to realize, uh, one, I have some really bad records against some people, but I also am undefeated against Sean Greer. 3-0 all time. Never lost to him. And I'm kind of excited to see if I can keep that up. Uh, he's the only team that I'm undefeated against. Everybody else I have at least one loss against. Uh, if not, if not, well, Cody I'm undefeated against as well. That's a good call. Um, but other than that, yeah, so th- there's uh, a few stats for you. There you go. Um, I'm, speaking of Caleb, uh, can you tell me, I mean, he's got to do stand-up, obviously. Mm. You've admitted in the past that the fear of doing stand-up actually drove you to not enjoy fantasy last year? Yeah, I, so I do want to chime in on that. <clears throat> so those were, so Steven said that at the draft night. You jumped in and... And, I, and, and, I, and I was like, I gave him kind of like a finger point, like, yeah, I hear you. Like, I, I definitely was in on that. So, I will say it wasn't this paralyzing thing. It, it was a motivator for me because I feel as though, again, year one, I hardly checked anything. Right. Year two... I, I updated my roster pretty regularly, but when playoff time came, I was on the waiver wire. Like I, I was, I was making sure I had every roster uh, spot accounted for because I was very concerned about not doing comedy. But I also, I will say this: it wasn't, it didn't take the fun out because I, I was, I was like, I, I speak publicly. I can probably yeah. Of all this the out. people in this league, you're the king of public speaking. Why are you afraid? What are you afraid of? Oh, that's what I'm saying. I, I it was. It was there. Certainly was some fear, but it was it was not like a. You tell, you tell jokes from the pulpit. Yeah, I do sometimes. It was not a paralyzing. They're not great, fear. but <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes you have to, uh, you know, seek out a, a courtesy laugh. See how many people are, are going to be generous yeah. that morning. Yeah. Um, but for real, I I do mm. think that it wasn't a who immediately said he was ready for a roast. You know, he was going to go roast mode, and that's I, I expect Caleb to go into roast mode. I mean, that's kind of how you... Although he did he did give us a little bit of a preview of one of his his stories that he was or maybe still is going to use. I think that's true. And and you know what? Speaking of... I mean, he also gave you a compliment just the other day. A, a question for the pod is... That he wants to know is when are you going to be his senior pastor? <laughs> I, I feel uh, like that's... Well, I'm know, not, I'm not a, on the a, waiver wire right now. That's a compliment. Yeah, that is definitely a compliment. Uh, but that's, I'm not on the, the waiver wire right now. And so I, I don't really have an answer currently. Well, currently on a uh, roster with a coach, <laughs> I'm accounted for. Do you, do you, do you think that uh, who's the Cowboys' newest receiver? Amari Cooper. Do you think Amari Ooh. Cooper was on the waiver wire when he uh, found a new, a new job? He was not on the waiver wire. I would he agree was with not. You. He was not. That's usually the way life works. This is true. So, in a funny twist. We had a Colin question for the podcast that never happened one month ago. Hmm. Um, interestingly, that Colin listener is here with us today. But let's let's play that. Yeah, and I feel like it was pretty clear. Question. I don't exactly remember the audio from what happened, but in the room right now, Commissioner Travis Bakel joining the pod. Thanks for coming, Trav. Hmm. Thank Janet, the Uber driver. Janet. All right, here's our our listener question. Hey guys, it's Travis here, calling with a question for Robert. Two questions, actually. First question, what's your favorite part of fantasy football this year? And second question is a little bit easier. Infra or super lapsarianism, and why? <laughs> Thanks, guys. <clears throat> Go in reverse order. Definitely say supra. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Why? That's great. That's part and of the question. For our listeners that aren't as educated as all of us here, this is about childbirth, correct? 
Close. <laughs> Very close. I'll let Travis add more detail if he would like. Well, it's just really a question about the order of decrees, right? You know, God, God is creator and God is redeemer. And hmm. us humans, we mess things up. And... You know, infralapsarians would have a view which would say something like um, God decreed to save and or damn some people after God decreed to create. Others would say God decreed to save before God decreed to create. So, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a, a, a mystery what God's primary intention was, but uh, a superlapsarian would typically say, well, nothing is a surprise to God. So um, it's not as if God's reacting to human sinfulness in order to save some in a way that God didn't already know what was going to happen in the first place. Robert, is that more or less what you were going for there? That's, uh, that's pretty much where I'm at, uh, which brings us to the other question my favorite part of fantasy football. Um, I would say that's also hard to answer. I, I think I, there's, I guess, multiple tiers. I, draft night was definitely the most fun one I've been a part of. Because you showed up um, on time. And, and I also, yeah, showed up on time. And prepared. Prepared. Um, I did not stick around for the the podcast that lives in infamy. Mm-hmm. But that certainly, certainly would have made it even more epic. Uh, I think the group me interaction has been huge this year. Uh, I don't think anybody would deny that. And I think that has been both my favorite and in some moments my least favorite part of the podcast. Uh, there have definitely been many times where I have forgotten that my phone was on vibrate and been sitting with someone and in a matter of you know one hour meeting my phone vibrated 136 times and I could tell they could kind of hear it you know and it was one of those things where they're like is that really a noise is he gonna kind of look at his phone and I didn't but I flipped it over and you know had over 100 in that little red circle after like 45 of those you don't just at that no. point, I thought, you know, take it's, it's too brief, late. I was take like, a you know, brief pause. Uh, we've already like, kind I'm of, just going to turn this on silent. Yeah. I, you know, at that point, I was so committed to just not, to acting like I was not going to look at my phone. Right. And, or that I was not thinking about my phone. That I, you know, was just like locked in. Right. Probably should have just said, hey, I know you hear that. I do too. I'm going to go ahead and fix it. But <laughs> I, I didn't. Do yeah. not disturb mode. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a good. nightly... It's a, good, uh, it's, a good, it's a good feature. And as a man with wife and kids, I feel like you could have said, I'm going to check this just to make sure my wife's not having an emergency. Mm, true, true. And then, you know, <laughs> reassure her. I'm like, nope, she's good. I'm going to turn this on silent. Mm. You have my full attention. This is true. We learn. We learn. We learn. We learn. We've, we've got another, <laughs> another listener question that I think is pretty fun, um, mm. especially now that it's a little bit dated. Um, from when we previously had scheduled you on the pod. Yes. Uh, this is from Seth. He says, mm. you're currently in last. Are you starting to ask yourself which punishment you'd choose if you tank in the playoffs? Mm. So uh, although I'm <clears throat> riding a four-game win streak, I still think about the punishment sometimes. And I do know that I will definitely not get a Brazilian wax. I've kind of made peace with that. Um, Why not? You don't seem particularly hairy. <laughs> I think. Like, I, I, I think there are so many details to how that's going to go down, and how that's going to be validated. That I just I don't really care to know um, how to carry that out. Picture so it didn't happen. I've already. Yeah, I, I think I, I definitely have already made peace with the comedy. If it comes to that. Knowing that we're still kind of trying to figure out if that is even something people do when they finish last. You know, if that's just, hey, you finish last, you have to do comedy, and you just kind of talk about maybe doing it for a year. You know? <laughs> November is almost upon us. <laughs> this is true. This is true. November 26th. 
Last Monday in November. All right. That's the date we've been given. Hmm. What time will that go down? Um, Do I'm, we know? I want to say it's either 7 or 8 o'clock. Mm, one of the two. early. There will be fall for Miter's tour. Don't worry. Good to know. Nothing to worry about there. Um, <clears throat> well, I think it's kind of fun. You, you, you two here, Robert and Jamie, have a matchup this week. Uh, we Robert, did. how are you feeling after Jamie puts up 45 points mm. last night in the Thursday night game? Yes. Uh, I woke up and was not pleased. I'll say that. Uh, I could not believe that I saw 40-plus points when I looked at my phone, and I saw that chance of winning percentage plummet. But... I mean, you had to start with, like, a 75% chance of winning, right? It was closer to 60, I think. But I am not going to throw in the towel yet, but I definitely do not feel... I feel like the streak may be coming to an end. And I will say if the streak ends... I, I don't think Jamie is going to rename my team. Uh, but I I do think the streak may end. And if it does, uh, just a note to Steven that I will take your face off my logo. <laughs> no, no longer luck. <laughs> and I will change my team name to something. TBD. I was also shocked to see 40-plus points go on the board last night. DeAndre Hopkins... It's kind of the guy I expect to score me points on my mm-hmm. team right now. Mm-hmm. You just but do you want to know? Right? I just traded for him. <clears throat> do you want to know why he scored points last night? Yes. I watched the game. I well, know why he Will Fuller points. got knocked out, and then suddenly DeAndre was the guy again. Mm-hmm. He scored a touchdown before that. But well. But yeah, DeAndre, you kind of expect to score points. He didn't for most of the night. In the third quarter at one point, he had 1.8 points, two catches, eight yards, mm-hmm. and I was very sad. But uh, Kenyon Drake Two TDs Scores a touchdown On a miscalled penalty By the referees That took a field goal off the board mm. Phantom call Dolphins get a first down Kenyon Drake scores a touchdown mm-hmm. Thank you refs mm-hmm. And then scores a second TD on a trick play Danny Amendola Tosses a touchdown to <clears> him <throat> So I'll take it I will take it And hopefully my team scores more than 80 points this week But I think you're well on your way. I'm not confident about that at all. <laughs> mm, I, I think you should have reason to hope. Projected for 128, but I mean, week Dude, week to week. Before. Yeah, I, week, I hate week to, to week. It. Yeah, who's I hate to say it. Jared Goff is going to put up 45 points this week. Say it more. I love that. I'll take it. Okay, what's a worse feeling? Hmm. Waking up to 40 points on your uh, opposing team's. Uh, projections or, or score hmm. or being Sean Greer this morning and having Deshaun Watson on your bench. Mm. <laughs> was that a career game for Deshaun Watson? Five TDs? I have to think it was close. Yeah. Well. yeah. Touchdown wise, yards, I think he's definitely put up more mm-hmm. in the past. But Five TDs. Five TDs. Yeah. I bad. mean, if you're Sean though, you can't argue with the decision you made. Hmm. It's not like Deshaun's doing great stuff this year. But yeah, it is. Mm. Sorry. Back. This kind of touches on the last two points we've covered here, but this past week, Sean Greer uh, puts the beat down on Zach and then decides to show some grace and <laughs> not forcibly rename his team. Any any thoughts on that? Hmm. I I feel like that's a little lazy. I don't know. Wow. I, I would like, I, I think, I feel like I'm missing out because Sean has very particular humor. And I, I think it would enhance some of the fun. I obviously commend a charitable spirit. Right. But, I mean, if, if, if someone's going to get renamed by someone, I think Sean is probably going. He would have my vote, at least top two, of people that I would like to see what kind of name they're going to come up with. It would have been charitable to the rest of the league. Right. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Really agree. 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 So it's a little bit, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, some mercy for one, but, you know, overall. We all feel a little shortchanged. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not in the spirit of the league to just not rename him. That That is my thought as well. There's a couple things that I kind of... 
think about in this situation. One, would it have been funny if he just changed Zach's name to Eric's neat team? Like, this mm-hmm. name was forced on me, just passing it right along. Mm-hmm. There's the one. The second thought I had is going back to some things that happened at the beginning of this year, Zach, completely unprompted, kind of calls out Sean Greer's most underrated owner, even though the question was who is the most overrated <laughs> owner. No, uh, no, no, sorry, no. I flipped that. Yeah, yeah. I flipped that. He was asked who's most <laughs> underrated, Yep. and the answer to that was Steven. Unprompted, he says Sean is the most overrated. <laughs> we didn't ask him that. That would have been good. Sean claps back with by far the most entertaining email that we've had this year. <laughs> kind of setting up Zach and Sean as the premier rivalry. Do you think in this mm. situation of Sean <clears throat> extending grace, that might actually be rubbing the salt in Zach's wounds a little <laughs> bit more of like, not only did I beat you by 50, I'm not going to rename I'm not even going to bother because I'm also it. a better person than you. <laughs> they go low, we go high. I just think, what do you guys think about my suggested name? Hmm. Most overrated owner. I love it. That, that would have been, been, been great. You know, totally. Poetic justice. Very, there. very topical. Hmm. But that that is obviously the first time it's happened in league history. So That's a big statement, though. Most You just called that premiere. You made a... a Premier rivalry? Premier rivalry. I, I, I don't know if I feel good about that. Is there a premier rivalry in the league right mm. now? I think the Who other one we what have, other rivalries do we have? This power struggle between Travis and Trey. I think that's <laughs> that's shaping up. I did call... Definitely on Travis's side of that mm. I did call Seth at one point uh, grossly incompetent, criminally mm, negligent, or true. collusionary. So, mm. But you're Trent. not... I mean, your team is not competitive with Seth, so how can you call it a rivalry? Ouch, that hurts. Mm. What about you and Steven? It's not Mm. inaccurate. Now that you've got the names to sort of, um, you know, crystallize the rivalry, Mm. first and second place. I do love our names this week. So, Matthias the Warrior, character from Redwall. Uh, In the books, he's actually the hero that slays Clooney the Scourge. So, you know... It's destiny. It's fate. It's going to happen this week. You can watch on Sunday. Um, I'm excited about that. Right. And Monday. Yeah. Yeah. And before he tore his ACL. I can't think of any other good rivalry Will, stuff. Will Fuller's parting gift was to give you a lot of points. So. Yeah, I'm looking for a wide receiver if anybody wants to make a trade. You could uh, slot Devontae Parker right right into that starting lineup. Yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel, I feel, Jackson. I feel great about that. What I is? actually feel real good about my Deshaun okay. Jackson trade now. Yeah. A little depth. <coughs> that suddenly he's my third wide receiver. What's Caleb's team's name? Constellation by? Yeah. Yep. I think he's got that locked up at this point. Yeah, he needs he went mm. from anything but last to Constellation by. I think mm. he's gotta move up to think, maybe just buy. Right. <laughs> I think he's you know? I think he's scared to get cocky. You know? It's true. The football, the football, fantasy football gods, they yeah. are capricious. They are. Mercurial. Fickle. Mean, fickle. That is all true, but let's hmm. let's jump into our tiers of fears for this week. Tears because of fears. Caleb is at the top of that tier yet again. Hmm. He's in a league of his own. Uh, you know, easily voted most, uh, most feared. Um, somebody cares about what y'all think about all these groupings but he's in his in his own league then we have Steven in the next tier followed by Travis tier 3 which I didn't get any votes last year or last mm. year yeah so, so a little surprising something happened um, I'm actually curious why that is because if anything I would say your team got weaker so I'm surprised by it uh, how did my team get weaker through my trade with you no I thought I thought you had an injury am I thinking of somebody else I got like some or mm. Fournette. I feel less confident about yeah. Fournette. Fournette's pushback. Travis is is yeah. really pushing hard to get uh, um, Yeldon from me. But I think I said this on the podcast before that Aaron Rodgers kind of being a little questionable from the health perspective was the only thing keeping Travis's team from being terrifying. And then he picked up Pat Mahomes, so I think his team definitely got scarier this week because Pat Mahomes Agreed. has been completely healthy. And dominant. I do already miss Pat Mahomes. Shout out to Travis for his MVP for Pat Mahomes 
prediction at the beginning of the year. Glad I drafted him in the twelfth round. One pick before I was going to take him. He was a twelfth round. I'm pick. still bitter that Jared Goff is not my backup QB. Hmm. I was going to draft him in the thirteenth round, and then anyway, I don't want to talk about that. Thanks, auto draft. Uh, tier four. Interestingly, Robert and Sean. I actually feel a little insulted mm. by this tier because I feel like I should be in A tier. Just give me any tier. Like, I'm in first place right now. Just give me a tier that's not mm. the rest of us tier. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I'm just I, honored to be in a tier yeah, at this point. I, I don't know. So, yeah, obviously Robert's on the tier. Um, but I'm, I'm a little perplexed. <laughs> um, yeah, so five tiers this week. What do y'all? What do y'all mm. think about these tiers? Do y'all? Do, do, do you agree with them? Well, here's the thing: mm. is what are we? What are we judging on? Because if we're judging on how Seriously. dominant someone can be in the postseason, I might be able to justify giving myself a a vote. If we're voting on how dominant somebody has been, mm. then no way. Yeah, you should be ahead of me. It's first place matters a lot. Agreed. But and David Johnson, points. he's got a new offensive coordinator, wants to go back to the Bruce Arena era, Bruce Arians era, that is. <laughs> uh, Leonard Fournette will eventually come back at some point. Maybe. Maybe. I'm banking on it. Um, Hopefully. I mean, I think Steven has, once again, continues to score yeah. high and outscore his projections every week. Yeah. Um, Todd, Todd Gurley really has crazy. 14 touchdowns this year. Yeah, Todd Gurley's a, Four, a big winner. Although the, uh, the, the, article, the article from this week, though, talks oh, yeah. about how, you know, that may not be a factor come playoff time. So it's, enjoy it while it lasts. There's 7 0 right now. And <laughs> rest them. 7 1 after this weekend. There's some talk about Sean McVay not playing his players in games that mm-hmm. don't count. And they could reach that point real quick. So if you're Steven, do you trade. Gurley for like three players right now? I tried. <laughs> I tried to poke him. I would make <laughs> I will offer him Yeldon for Gurley straight up right now. Straight up. Straight up. He'd be a fool enough to take it. He he will pull you and reject it immediately. Truth. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I I think that you know what? You're probably right about thinking about the tiers of fears as who you're afraid of to meet in the playoffs. I have to admit, I've thought more, and and that seems right. But I guess in my gut, for some reason, I've just thought of it more as uh, who would I rather be, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like right now, high score versus high ceiling. Like, like mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I mean, and it's hard for me to look beyond just, okay, I just want to make the playoffs. I've never made the playoffs. So. You've never made the playoffs? No. Wow. Can, you, can you still not make it? How many, oh, years, do you how many years has the league been Totally. Around? Four? This is year number four? I mean, so I got in the second year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so we came in at the same time. Yeah. I've never beaten you. There are three teams that I've never oh, wow. won against. And actually, wow, two of them are at the table. Travis? I'm 0-2 all-time against you. Uh, Jamie, I'm 0-2 all-time against you. Trying and, to make it 0-3 this week. And Seth. Seth, I am 0-3 against you all-time. <laughs> and I'm okay with that right now. I am. But beware. Come, <laughs> coming for you. Coming at some point. I don't know if I play him again this year. Till the playoffs, that is. Do you feel confident you're going to make the playoffs? Confident, Robert. Yeah, I feel as though I have a better chance this year than any year I've ever been in the league. I'll say that. I think I have a fifty percent chance of making the playoffs. Is how I feel right now. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised by that. You think I have more? I think you deserve a little more confidence than you're giving. Your I think I'm, I mean I'm coming off of two years of abysmal, abysmal play. You know what? Gratefully, in fantasy football. Doesn't matter, right? Past performance does not necessarily True. indicate future results. True. True. You have three <clears throat> reliable contributors: Tom Brady, Kareem Hunt, and Zach Ertz. True. You have had some players outperform their projections, such as Yeldon. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. 
he contributed big time to some of your wins. True. Uh, but then you also picked up Nick Chubb right at the right time. So mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, For one dollar. <laughs> One foul. I'm hoping he takes off because that would be the second prediction from our first episode ever. True. Matt picking Nick Chubb as rookie of the year. I laughed in his face because of Carlos Hyde. I'm mm-hmm. like, he's not going to touch the ball. He's now getting a lot so of touches. He could take what, off the second. What is half about of the year. to happen in Jacksonville at running back? Carlos Hyde is going to split 50 50 with Yeldon until Leonard Fournette gets and then healthy. What? And then Leonard Fournette's going to take over. And then Hyde, Hyde is, is second string, and then and then Yeldon is like, yeah, Yeldon's peace. Done. Yeah. Yeldon's done. Yeah, okay, that's what I figured. And it's depth because they obviously didn't like what Jamal Charles was bringing to the table, even though I don't know that they gave him a chance really to do much. But okay. um, that's my guess. I mean, Robert, I feel like you have so you don't have any great wide receivers. But you have I have enough, a lot of underperforming wide receivers. You have enough decent ones that you can just grab the matchup and be okay, I feel like. I do think, yeah, I will say I definitely... Or you should, so pa- when, you when should, I say, you should package them up and when, sell them two for mm, one. Maybe. When I say that I'm 50% about making the playoffs, that's because the past two years I have been 1% about making the playoffs. So <laughs> I, I'm. that may sound Huge tempered, chance. but I'm, I'm very... <laughs> I'm, I'm way more optimistic <laughs> than previous years. I, I do think as well that my receivers have been the great plague of my team. I think uh, Cody traded me Ridley after his blow-up weeks, and he's done nothing for me. I think he's gotten six points. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the place where I actually might – I still think I have actually yet to reap the harvest of Cody's trade with me. Like Crowell had 200 yards and some TDs, and I had him on a bench that week. Terrible, mm. and then well, big, big I like Jordy from, Nelson is now number one. Big news from Bilal Powell. Is that his, what's his name? <laughs> I think the last name is just Powell. Bilal Powell. Bilal Powell. Whatever it may be, he's out. Right? Uh, he's I, done for the year. So that, yeah, that's a big deal. I think yeah. I think that that Ridley and Nelson are both going to get me more points. I also think that Crabtree. We were talking about this earlier before we actually press play on the pod. I think Crabtree is getting the targets. He has some big weeks coming, I think. He's just not been getting in the end zone at all. Mm-hmm. And then Doug Baldwin, I still cannot figure out if he's actually going to ever like perform well in a game. I mean, they're struggling. So he's, not, he's not trading to me. So you want, yeah, I know. Matt has offered me multiple trades. So Jordy, Jordy's interesting. He's What's up, left to yeah. play for? Yeah, I mean, well, for Jordy, I feel like... Money. Money and stats. I feel like Jordy is the kind of person now who's like, I'm the number one receiver on this team, and I can get in the end zone. What about Martavis Bryant? He's not number one right now. Yeah. So is my, my hope is that Jordy has a, a, at least gets kind of some sympathy in the end zone, like red zone at least, getting into the end zone. So we'll see. Hmm. Oh, they say Kareem Hunt also. Sorry, last week. Insane. That was fun to watch. That was very fun to watch. He's been running like a madman. Do you think you're going to make the playoffs, Travis? I think I'm... So I shifted around my lineup a little bit so that now my projections... I don't know how these projections work. Now I'm projected to finish sixth, which is in the, in the um, playoffs, right? Um, look, I should, right? Pat Mahomes, Antonio Brown, Tyreek Hill... David Johnson, Leonard Fournette, Trey Burton, and then whoever else. Like, second half of the season should go well for me. Mm-hmm. But the first half of the season should have gone well for me. And it hasn't exactly. So, I don't know, man. Yeah. I I, I think I should make it. I think I'm going to squeak in. I think I'm going to do some damage in the playoffs. I think you'll be in, personally. Yeah. Yeah. To look at Travis's roster and then look at his win loss record, it it just doesn't compute. My team, I took some gambles. I have some players that should be performing better than they have throughout the beginning of the year, but you know, it's not shocking to look at the names and then look at the win loss record, but Travis's team, I just I don't get it how how that has happened so far. <laughs> and when I suck, I really suck. Like, I've gone from 177 pretty, points to, pretty like bad. 60-something points. I mean, week week a, to week. It is a, 
It's yeah, it's true. I don't know. I think somebody mm. that doesn't get enough hype is is Cody's team. I think that especially if mm. Le'Veon Bell comes back. Tell me their name again. What's the name of that team? Mm, Robert is still my boss. Mm, okay. Uh, yes. Okay. I'm so if it. Robert is still my boss, gets Le'Veon Bell back at any point. Mm, true. I think he's the team to beat. I don't think. I think he immediately jumps up to the front of this whole Tears for Fears thing. Am it's, I crazy? It's the Adam Thielen effect. Hmm. I mean, really, it's like take out Adam Thielen and his team is not that good, or at least make Adam Thielen really? pedestrian. Uh, AJ Green has had some pretty love... nasty weeks, though. Wow, Thielen has had a sick season, no, though. Look Thielen's at that, unreal. Yeah, and like Brandon Cooks is not bad either. No, 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 I'm not saying his team's bad. I'm just saying like Travis is saying his team seen... is like really bad. <laughs> who would have seen Adam Thielen? That's true. Doing what he's doing right now. That that is true. I mean, he's the best receiver in the league right now. Most productive, sure. Uh, that's true. Most productive. That's a good way to put it. Oh, I, I think two things that are fascinating to me that would be fun to like banter about are the ethics of professional sports in terms of the systems it creates for athletes and who benefits. And then I also think it would be fun to talk about the unifying capacity of professional sports uh, to and especially in a fragmented uh, American society where you have people that generally would hate each other across socioeconomic and political divides and racial divides coming together and like touching skin and yeah. experiencing embrace. It's fascinating to me. So it's also been interesting to me the last few years to watch the sort of unpredictable <clears throat> alliances. In that have been yeah that have been created by things like Kaepernick yep and how now you have like social justice liberals like championing the NFL yeah like five years ago yeah. who would have thought like yeah. mm-hmm. like supporting the NFL would be uh, mm-hmm. I don't know or maybe not the NFL as an organization right. but like the players at least mm-hmm. um, and then you know obviously the sort of red state Republicans. Mm-hmm. Boycotting, which is just such a funny thing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gets into dicey, dicey content for the pod, but I mean, give the people what they want, as they say. Yeah, well, f that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we on or what's happening right now? Oh, we've been on. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did not, <laughs> not know that. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Tread um, lightly. Who was that that was talking a second ago? I don't remember. Anyway, now we're back on. Let's do it. You want to make a trade? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) New segment. That's sad. Mm. Matt wants to trade. Mm. It'd be fun to carry out a trade live on the pod. I mean, I'm open to it. You know how you'd say you'd hate your wide receivers? I do remember saying that. I will happily trade you Keenan Allen right now. No. Let me look at your team. For who? For a different wide receiver? Give me Doug Baldwin and Nick Chubb. No, I'm not giving you Nick Chubb. Hmm. Keenan Allen's on the block. All right. Oh, he's totally on the block. Good to know. Just to be clear, Keenan Allen has, let's say he's probably averaged about eight points a game. That is not, <laughs> that is not true. Ten. The 20 points is an outlier for sure. He's got a great... Are you kidding me? Mm, not based on what I'm looking at. 29, 3, Fantasy 9, Pros has him ranked 13, 12, as wide receiver 9. nine. The narrative is that he always starts nine. slow and ends the season on a tear. And he's got a positive touchdown regression coming because hmm. he hasn't scored at all. Hardly. Let's have a look here. So for the number of yards he gets... I will trade you... T- been, you I will know, trade you... One of TJ Yeldon or Crowell, plus a wide receiver, perhaps. Four. Maybe. How about that? Like all those perhaps and maybes. That's a, that's a lot of perhaps and maybes, including two crappy running backs. Um, interesting. I would consider it and... You get back to me. Not accept it. Mm, okay. Um, I'm just saying I'll entertain offers. So... I won't. I won't like. What is, def- enter- what is entertaining? Entertain mean? means I, I won't. I won't like not even look at it and hit X. I'll. I actually look at it. Got it. Okay. okay.
Let's see here. Um, all right, I feel like we're, we're kind of moving to a close here. Do you have any more questions? Go fall in a well.